morning, folks. What's up? It's Ram, your host of 5x59. And welcome to the first, hopefully, annual 5x59 Halloween special. I asked people on Twitter if they had any you know, spooky paranormal stories that they wanted to share on the podcast. And I'm glad that I got, I got a bunch of them. I got a good chunk of them. And I'm just happy. I'm happy to share them with you. I think most of them kind of lean on to the, you know, ghosts, like conventional ghost type of ghost type of stories. Um, We have a bunch of just like spirits that are kind of just stuck in one place and they kind of just haunt. And I don't know how paranormal people who listen to this podcast are or like if they believe in ghosts or not. But, you know, me personally... I think ghosts are real, although I don't really like <laughs> thinking about that. Uh, actually, I guess, first of all, I should share my one and only ghost story. I mean, not one and only, but like my most vivid story of my encounter with a ghost. Because I grew up in the Philippines and the Philippines is very, very, very religious and very, very, uh, you know, very Catholic. So they believe in a lot of spiritual spooky shit um and you know they actually air during like halloween they would actually air like uh like ghosts or just monster segments on the news like they would be like yeah this 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 actually happened and it's all it's like on the news and it's like no it's not weird like they would put like oh look at this 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 statue of mother mary the statue of mother mary is crying so it's going to be on the news. And that's how kind of like, I guess, superstitious people are in the Philippines. So I kind of grew up around that. So I kind of only, I've, kind of, I've always kind of believed in ghosts and just that, that kind of shit. But there's one time uh, I was in my grandpa's house. So there, there's a bunch of us who live there. So there's like, my mom has like 12 brothers and sisters, like collectively. So I was with my one of my uncles and like the lights went out, like the lights went out. And, you know, that's kind of common in that's common in the area that I grew up in. So he went to go find a flashlight and then he gave me a flashlight and he said, all right, well, I'm going to go. I'm going to go somewhere like see if the neighbors uh, have power or not. So he went he went. He went, he went away and I was kind of just like looking for him for after a while. And there's a screen door that has like a window, the screen door has a window uh, that you could see through. And that room was where my great grandfather used to like lie down. And I don't really remember much about my great grandfather. I just know that he was like decrepit and dying. And that's actually, I think that's the room where he died in. Uh, but I was kind of like looking for my uncle and I, I shone the flashlight through the window. And I could see a pair of these eyes, like, peering through. Like, there wasn't a face. It was just, like, eyes. And I would, and then I kind of, like, said, Tito. And then, like, you know, that's uncle in Tagalog. I was like, Tito, Ikabayan. And then it just kept coming closer and closer. No response. And then that's where I freaked the fuck out. And I fucking ran away from that shit. I ran away, like straight outside. 
And that's where my uncle was. And I was like, and you know, it's like a long hallway outside. So I could see where the the hallway I ran down from, where the door, where the door would open. And I would look back and <laughs> nobody opened the door. So ever since then, I've kind of just like, like believed in ghosts. Uh, I haven't had any experiences since then. Although one time I got really paranoid because I used to watch like the early Slenderman videos and I got really fucking paranoid about that shit. And this is before he was like popular. You know, I was kind of a hipster, hipsters, uh, scaring myself. Even then I was ahead of the pack, but all that says that's one of my ghost stories. I guess that's what we're starting with and you're going to hear a bunch and I just want to thank you to everybody to who shared with me their experiences and I hope you guys enjoy the episode. I am Claudio Lasso. Uh, I am a not Fresno native because I was born somewhere else, but I have been here like all of my life since I was like five years old. Yeah. And um, I have moved in so many different parts of Fresno and Clovis. And I have like so many wild experiences at each one. I feel like all of Fresno is built on some like, curse to land you know what i mean it's the uh native americans cursing exactly (laughs) it's all the the crime and shit soiling into the ground yeah but like literally everywhere we move um i feel like something weird happens and um the weirdest experience i had like the worst experience was when i lived uh kind of like on the outskirts of clovis you know how there's always that weird space between fresno and clovis that feels like an in-between yeah, area yeah, yeah, yeah. um i used to live by i think it's called marimani elementary school mm-hmm. which is like out there yeah and it's like uh it feels like there's nothing over there like there there's just a bunch of grass but now there's apartments but back then it was just grass yeah and um this part of town I felt like was the weirdest for me because of like the intensity of the uh, spooky stuff I experienced. But at this place, just a brief summary, I experienced a haunting with a little kid ghost. (laughs) Okay. And, um, the history of this little kid ghost like is around with my family. And so many of them still to this day will mention it as the story of little, little Jacob, baby Jacob. Is that what you guys named named this? Ghost? Not not me. My oh. family did when I told them the story. They're like, "Oh, little baby Jacob." <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, okay, it's not like a pre-existing lore of uh, somebody. No, a kid named not. Jacob died there. <laughs> no, they're making their own family folklore. Okay, okay, that's okay. what they were doing there. So the story with this kid is, um, I was living on that side of Fresno Clovis, is what I like to call it. Uh, and I, for a while, like ever since I turned 12, I, and to this day, I still wake up like at 3am for Mm. literally no reason. And that has always terrified me ever since I watched the exorcism of Emily Rose. Okay. And in that movie, uh, I guess it's like folklore that at 3am it's considered the devil's hour Mm. or like the witch's hour. And it's because there's like this thing that God was 
well, Jesus was put on the cross at 3 p.m. Mm. <laughs> so the opposite is like the devil's hour at oh, 3 a.m. And that's that. usually, yeah. I learned that at like uh, a, a super young age because I asked my dad, like, why do I wake up at three all the time? And he was like, do you really? And I said, yeah. And he was like, Mm-mm. the devil's waking you up. <laughs> yeah. He was like, well, just try to go back to sleep. And I was like, why? And then uh, I want to say when I was 14 is when I watched The Exorcism of Ev- Emily Rose. And I was like, no, <laughs> I don't want a demon to fuck with me at 3 a.m. <laughs> I just want to go back to sleep. But at this place, um, I started waking up at 3 a.m. like every single night and uh, I felt like I had insomnia, but it wasn't that I couldn't sleep. It's that I could, but I always woke up at three and then try to go back to sleep. And at this place, it got so bad that I started to get like really depressed because I just felt like so alone being awake at that time for so long. And I think the lack of sleep was really hitting me. (laughs) Yeah. But um, as it was getting worse, there was this one day where I felt um, something in the room and I, I woke up and I saw this thing at the foot of my bed and it looked like, uh, like a black, go- like a shadow. And I was like, that's none of my business. I'm going to go back to sleep. <laughs> So I covered my head with a blanket because like I have learned from many movie that if anything is creepy, it's none of your business. Like don't don't get up, don't go check it out, just be like, I'm good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And usually I do that, but this time I, I covered myself and I was like, it's none of my business. And I felt the presence move like closer to my face. And I was like, oh, I don't want to look. But I like I had to just so that I could have like I wanted to have evidence for myself that I wasn't just like seeing shit. And so I pulled the blanket over and I saw this like little girl just standing right there. And I freaked the fuck out. I screamed and um that was that was night one. No, well, this <laughs> is night one. Okay. That was night one. I got so fucking scared of this this little girl in front of me. She was like, I want to say like three feet tall. She had really long hair that was like hitting her waist. And she just looked like really like monochromatic of like just black, like different yeah. shades. And it was so horrifying. And I I like still have the image imprinted in my brain. Really? But after that night, I would see her like every once in a while. And she started oh. to just like show up in my room. And Fuck. yeah, dude, I would wake up at three, pull the blankets down, see her at like a different spot of the room. And I would just like cover myself and try so hard to go back to sleep. Wait, so this isn't baby Jacob then? or is No, it, is I, it? that's why I don't understand the no, name. This is a different, oh, wait, no, this is, this is Jacob. This is the story of baby Jacob, but Jacob's a girl. Okay. I mean, I guess you could use Jacob as a girl's name, but okay. Yeah. We're very progressive here. Jacob Jacob is a gender neutral name in this situation. Yeah. Um, So yeah, little baby Jacob was a girl. And um, after, 
after I saw her a couple times, I was like fucking over it. You know, I got more depressed. I got more uh, like angsty. I was so angsty at the time. And my family would be like, what's wrong with you? And I would try to explain to them and be like, dude, I don't sleep. I see this weird ass thing in my room and I'm like stressed out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a ghost in your room. (laughs) Yeah. And at that time, we also like just barely moved again. And I was like, dude, I don't want to deal with this. And so um, the worst time that I had with her was I was laying down and I had pulled the covers and I saw her and I was like, no, thank you, ma'am. And I pulled the covers back over and then I started to feel weight coming onto my toes. Oh, shit. And as the weight went up, I was like breathing harder and harder because I was so scared out of my mind because it just felt like I didn't feel hands or feet or anything. I just felt like weight shifting. Mm-hmm. And she crawled up me and like onto my chest. And I pulled the blanket to look and she was just like there on my chest sitting down like crisscross applesauce. Oh, no way. (laughs) Yeah. Chilling out on my chest and I couldn't breathe and I couldn't move. And then when I finally like gasped for air, she was gone. Oh shit. And yeah. And so I was very freaked out. And after that time, I just like had to move rooms because I felt like I couldn't deal with it anymore at that point. Yeah. I mean, how long has this been going on at that point? Like the last at that point, time? I want to say like six months, probably. Okay. And how often would she, she come visit? I guess I, she would just visit like once every other week. Yeah. I, I felt like I was her like child. <laughs> I was, it was yeah. like a divorce, you know, she only got to see me sometimes. Yeah. And she just chose once every other week. Okay. And that's when she would visit. But after that time, when she sat on my chest, I was like, I'm done. So, and so I, I talked to my sisters and we like switch rooms and then, um, so it was this bad that you had to switch rooms. It was this bad that I had to switch rooms cause I could not deal with seeing her anymore. I was yeah. like, we're not friends. I don't want to talk to her. <laughs> she took it too far. She didn't ask me for permission to sit on my chest. So yeah, I need to move. Yeah. It's not consensual at this point. And so I moved rooms. And um, at the time in my life, my mom was letting like a lot of our cousins live with us just for like random reasons. And uh, we had a lot of cousins like filtering in and out. But at this point, um, they had moved to that room and my, my cousin, Desiree came to live with us Mm. and I want to say night one she saw her (laughs) in the room and then the next day she came out and like talked to all of us and said hey I just saw I'm super sure I saw a ghost last night (laughs) and I cannot tell you the um, the weight in the room shifted everyone my mom my dad my sisters me we all like <gasps> did she not, she didn't know about the ghost beforehand she right? did not know about it nobody told her because like why would you tell uh, yeah there's a ghost someone, in the room hey no big deal there's a ghost in the room uh but she did not know about it and she just brought it up and everyone was shook as hell i was so shook i was like confirmation i am not crazy it wasn't ghost it wasn't just like night terrors you know what i mean yeah 
Cause like the, from my perspective, all the stuff I was going through, like that could have been the reason why I was mm-hmm. seeing it. Yeah. It could have just been like, like imagined, but the fact that my cousin saw it day one gave me such a like <laughs> bittersweet moment of like relief that I was right. Yeah. But like fear that like I was right, you know, like (laughs) that shit's in there. And um, after that, I don't think we ever saw it again. And like we never, there was never anything that happened. Oh shit! Yeah, I think she went to go check up that night and noticed I wasn't in that room anymore. She's like, I don't, I don't like this. (laughs) Yeah, like her. I'm leaving. She was like, this is not what I signed up for. Uh, These are not the people. But um. Yeah, she just never showed up again, and more power to her. I do remember my mom threw holy water all around that room after my cousin saw it. No way. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, actually, actually, my mom came in, and she cleansed the room with, like, holy water. We got it. I don't know how we got holy water. (laughs) We didn't, like, get it from the store or something. church, like, hey, here's the holy water. (laughs) You could be, like, a bottle of water, because it was in a little bottle with a cross. Oh, okay, so it's, like, official. Yeah. Official holy water. TM. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's um, what did it. That's yeah. why she never showed up. And then she like burned the sage and oh, all that jazz. cleanses the room. Maybe it released mm-hmm. her spirit to leave. Yeah, but Whew. and you, just... you're you're not in that house anymore. Or like when do you guys move after that? We moved. I want to say like two years after, but for unrelated reasons. Okay, but and then you never saw baby Jacob again. No, but sometimes I do pass by that house just to be like, I wonder how it's, wonder how it's doing. Uh, yeah, I wonder if anyone else has that experience. <laughs> yeah, I want to like go on the Yelp reviews and see if anyone's been like, do not live here, uh, haunted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Or I guess apartments.com, not Yelp. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's, that's, that's insane. That's, thank you for sharing that story. Yeah, of course. Uh, I hope many people learn an, uh, a valuable lesson from the story of baby Jacob. Um, don't doubt yourself. If you think it's a ghost, it probably is. Yeah, don't. <laughs> and also, like you said, that's none of my business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, none of my business. It's none of your Move business. On. Move on, please. Except that it's real and then just go to sleep. It's so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just ignore it. Well, thanks. Thanks, Lavia. Yeah, of course. Hi, my name is, uh, yeah, my name is Max. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess I've kind of been to an exorcism before. Yeah. <laughs> sounds kind of, sounds kind of weird, but um, yeah, so I think I was in, I think I was in high school. I was like 16. I was um, dating this girl who was like the daughter of a priest, uh, like an Anglican priest. Mm-hmm. And so like, I was like kind of into church because of that. Um, I wasn't like, like all, like all into it, but, um, um, I ended up getting to go to a lot of like, uh, like church events and things like that. So I think it was this one night, uh, I think I was like a junior in high school or something like that. She texted me, she's like, Hey, come over. Like, we're going to do this like prayer circle thing. You should like meet up with us or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, you know, it's just an opportunity to hang out with my girlfriend. You know, yeah. it's like, that's all, that's all I really cared about. So. I told my parents, I was like, hey, I'm going to this like Bible thing. They're like, sure, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So I think I met up with her and a couple of people from her family at the Starbucks in front of Manchester, in front of the movie theater. And um, there's probably like 12 to 15 people there from like different churches of like the Anglican Diocese of Fresno. Mm-hmm. And um, like we all like meet up there and I'm just like, like I said, just try to hang out with my girlfriend and they're like, okay, yeah, we're going to go over to this like woman's house. And like, oh, we're going to, we're going to see if we can uh, get rid of this demon that's in her. Like, wait, what? Uh, wait, what, what, what did I show up to? So uh, we could roll over in this like caravan of like six different vehicles over to her house. I think she lived by like uh, the VA hospital around like Shields and Clinton or something. And um, she lets us into her house super nice lady. I think she was in like her late forties or something. And, um, her, she had some family members and family friends there. So by the time we're all there, I think there's like 20 people like sitting in her living room and they, they, yeah, they start explaining that like over the last month, she kind of hasn't really like been herself. She'll like spontaneously start like acting differently and saying a lot of like strange things and um, they were concerned that her spirit was afflicted. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, like, and like I said, like everyone's like all into this. Like, yeah, I'm just sitting in the corner in a chair, and I'm like, what? What am I doing here? This is <laughs> this is not what I signed up for. Um, but yeah, so everyone's so she's in like this like chair in one corner of the room, I'm at the opposite end and everyone's like kind of huddled around her sitting and stuff. And I think there's like, I think there was like at least two or three priests there that were like directly like next to her. And they were all like, everyone's like praying for her, you know, and whatnot and saying a lot of like nice things. And it started with a pretty like uplifting, like sense of, of spirit or whatever. And after, I don't know, maybe like, 20 minutes or something that you can see her demeanor start to change. Like visibly she like it, it becomes less of like an uplifting thing. And she like becomes much less receptive to like all of the nice things that people are saying. Um, the, everyone could kind of tell yeah. that uh, the priest could kind of pick up on that. So they were like, okay, like show yourself, you know, uh- like, 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 come on, come on and stuff. But, like, they're talking to, you know, like, what they believe is inside her spirit as opposed to, like, her as a person. And, yeah. and like, they would get more and more into it, you know, and they like, you know, in, in Jesus Christ's name, you know, and all this stuff. And she would be like, no, don't say that. You know, I don't <laughs> like that word. It was weird. And she didn't have like a second voice, but she certainly did have like, like it was, it was not her normal, like speaking tone. It was like, mm-hmm. she was like angry and it was like different than the person that like let us into the home. And it was kind of strange. Um, I'm, I'm just like, I'm just sitting in, this, in the corner of this room. Like I not know. What is everyone else doing that was in the room? Everyone, everyone was like laughing. I mean, they were laughing. Like, yeah, they were like, oh, man, here we go. Like, this is the real thing. Like, they, like, they were like, it was like, I don't know if it, like this was like a weekend thing for them. But this was like a normal, like, everyone was like a normal occurrence. And I'm just sitting in the corner like, what is going on? <laughs> so what happened to the um, woman? Um, 
so I mean, like, it wasn't like crazy, you know, or anything, you know, she didn't like crawl onto the ceiling or like turn her yeah, head yeah, yeah. the movies or anything. But I mean, um, you know, I think like one person was like, oh, I can see this like beam of light coming down like shining on even though we're like in the living room and everyone like was like yeah this light this light it's like coming down i can see i can see it i'm like bro i can't see anything i got my eyes wide open like and i think i think they started speaking in tongues at one point and i'd like uh i i don't think i'd ever heard that before and it was weird it was it was it was super creepy and yeah she would just she would kind of like twitch and like shake and be like no let me <laughs> and, and it was creepy it was it was really creepy um yeah i don't think it ever came to any like grand finale or anything like that nothing yeah like, she she just I turned she just um, this was like yeah 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 this was like eight years ago so i'm kind of fuzzy on like all the details but yeah i think after a while like she kind of just came back down to who she was like beforehand and yeah, it was like I don't know. Everyone, everyone was like, "Yeah, like good work here." <laughs> like, good job, guys. Let's like, do this again next week. Yeah, it was weird, and I've always thought that was weird. <sighs> Excuse me. Um, like I, I wouldn't say that it was like pushed under the rug or anything, but it was never thought of as like like weird, and like we never talked about it again until. Was there and, another one? Did you get it? No, no, no. I, it was never brought up again. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not with that person anymore. And I totally just like pushed it like out of my mind because like it was just supposed to be thought of as this like normal thing. And it wasn't until like a couple of years ago, I think, I, I think it was when I saw Hereditary um, that I was like, wait a minute, this seems like oddly familiar. I feel like <laughs> something like this. Holy crap. And then like, I had just had this massive flashback. I was like, wait a minute. I think I've like kind of been to an exorcism before. <laughs> do you know, do you remember what church it was? Or is it just like some nondescript Anglican church? Um, so it was, it was overall it was the Anglican diocese of, of oh, okay. Um, I know what church, uh, her dad was, a, was a, a priest at. I, I'm not, I, I, I don't think I should say that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's fine. But, um, yeah, overall it was definitely like, through the Anglican Diocese of Fresno, which accompanies, uh, which oversees like multiple Anglican churches. Oh. Um, well, yeah. If you need a, you need an exorcism, hit, hit them up. They probably got business cards for that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've seen those exorcism that. books. I don't know if you ever seen Nathan for you, like uh, the TV show Nathan for you, but there's like an exorcist there from Fresno. Oh, and really? one time I was in Woodward, uh, I found a book with his face on it and I was like, Oh my God, this is the guy from the TV show. And I'm like, Oh, yeah. he's actually here. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I should try to hit him up for this podcast. Like, Hey, uh, do you want to talk about your exorcisms? Do it. Definitely. Uh, yeah, dude, that is, <laughs> dude, if I was an exorcist uh, or in an exorcism, I'm like, I don't know what we're supposed to be doing here, guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it was, I, I it hope, was- I hope that woman's all right. Maybe they should, <laughs> they should have. Yeah, I, I have no idea what happened to her. Like I said, maybe was she was like, just mentally <laughs> ill. But. Yeah, that was the other thing too. Is that you know, d- there's definitely a larger conversation to be had about, um, like afflicted spirits versus mental health. Um, I know there's, yeah. there's 
definitely a larger conversation to be had about that, uh, about those two things against each other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as like a 16 year old kid in high school, like, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't know any, I didn't know any better. Yeah. Well, good thing you're not weird. with that person anymore. Maybe you'll be deeper into the, the exorcist cult or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I uh, took a step, st- took a step back. All right. Well, thanks for sharing, Max. Yeah. Yeah. My name is John. Um, I've lived in the Valley my whole life. I was born and raised in Visalia, but I moved to Fresno about a year ago. So all of this has happened like in the Valley. Um, I guess the first like real thing that I remember like paranormal or supernatural happening to me was um, when I was, I guess around 13, uh, I went on a camping trip with my mom and my then stepdad to Shaver Lake. And we were staying in Camp Nelson, I believe. And um, I know my grandpa was in the hospital. He had cancer and he was like really not doing well. And so I just kind of expected to go home and like see him maybe one last time or whatever. And then he would probably like pass away. So one night I woke up and um, I, I woke, my mom and I both woke up at the same time. We were just kind of looking at each other like why, or like wondering why why we woke both woke up at the same time. And we went, we went back to sleep. And this was at like three when we woke up. I found out at two forty five in Fresno my grandfather died, and so oh, yeah. really weird. And that was the first thing that really like um, kind of like turned me on to actually like looking for like paranormal stuff and supernatural stuff in my life. Yeah. But the actual first thing that ever really happened to me was, and this was like a really big first thing that happened to me was that, so my grandfather was, my other grandfather was like, he was a really mean, and I say mean, but like, I mean evil. And like, he was, he was, no, seriously, he was like a bad dude. He was, he, um, he lived in Idaho for a while. And sorry, Frank, if you're listening, I don't, I don't mean, <laughs> to diss on your name but um he got he was divorced at the age of 90 which shows you anything about what it wait was like. what age of 90 90 what <laughs> his the f- wife divorced him so he was obviously not like wait how long were they married before 11 years for i don't know some something like that They've been, they were married they got divorced in 09 and they were married in like 98 so it was like 11 years yeah oh, okay yeah so it was like they had been together for a while but regardless, um, he he had to come back here in in the, to the valley when he when he died or when he like got divorced, and he stayed with us at my mom's house. It was just me and my mom for like three weeks, and it was miserable. Like I hated it. He was like mean. He would call me names. Um, I was I've never been like a, a thin kid. He always called me like fat or like overweight. Yeah. You know, or like you need to lose a few pounds or whatever. Uh, it was that's really not evil. Yeah, this was not fun. And like, I know my mom always had stories about him, like verbally or emotionally, like abusing her and just stuff like that. And so it wasn't ever like stuff that she would, it was like super, super bad, but I kind of filled in the blanks. Mm. Um, and so he, I remember him sleeping. He, was, he slept in my room and I slept on the couch or like in the, we had an extra bed too. So I slept there either, either way. Um, and after that, he went to a nursing home, and we visited him every one, every about every week, and that was about all the interaction I had with him. And it wasn't, 
he would, you know, he was still himself, like what I remembered from him, like growing up and like what I remember from him staying there, but it wasn't really like too bad for me personally. Toward the end of his life, when he, he was like, he had like a bunch of like hip replacement and like, yes, there was a bunch of stuff going on. And then he like slowly declined into dementia and then passed away because his heart just quit on him. When he did, I was with my dad because my parents are divorced. And so, you know, during, during his illness and stuff, my, I was staying um, with my dad. And I just remember like that night that he ended up passing away, I woke up and I had been having nightmares and it was weird. I woke up and I just felt very unsafe. And so, and this, I know this is yeah. how I know. For sure, it wasn't just like sleep paralysis. I got up to go to the bathroom and I came back and I put my back against the wall so I could like see my whole room. Yeah. I was like sitting there and I was just looking around. And then after, I, I think I like closed my eyes for a little bit and then I woke back up and my like blinds were open a little bit. They weren't before. So I saw like the moon and the starlight all like shining through. And I looked in the corner and in the corner is where I had like a bunch of like personal stuff, like awards I'd won or whatever. I saw this guy and he was like looking through all my personal stuff. And I was, he looked, he didn't look like, like physical, like real. Like I knew there was, there was something off. He, th- he seemed really kind of ethereal and he turned around and it was like, it was like a younger version of him stuff that I'd seen like either from his um, like old photos of him or whatever. But he looked pretty, pretty much the same. And I was like, I didn't like say anything. So I was so startled. And I was like, oh my God, like what the hell? Like why, what? Like I was just like at a loss for words. I didn't know what he was doing there. Like why, why he looked the way he did. And he just like smiled, kind of pointed at me, but like mostly he just kind of reached his arm out and like started walking towards me. I got the fuck up. I can, I can curse, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm just making sure because I've heard other people. I was like, anyway, I, I got the fuck out of there and I almost went to my dad's room, but I didn't want to like wake him. So I went and I stayed in the kitchen for a little bit. Like I was like kind of by the front ready to like get out of the house if I needed to. And I was like 10 at the time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, nothing ever came out of my room, but I slept on the couch that night. It was later in the morning that I got a call and I found out that my grandfather did pass away. And I told, I, I don't remember, I told my mom that that was like, it made sense. And I remember her like questioning that, like how she, how, how like I knew or like, you know, she didn't tell me or anything like that. But um, I, she, I didn't tell her. I didn't tell my dad just because I was like really worried about like t- telling anyone that at 10. I was like, oh my God, they're going to think I'm crazy or whatever. <laughs> I just kind of kept it to myself. And then, I went to his funeral and it was like, it was raining like nothing else. It was over in Pismo or it was around, it was Arroyo Grande. And so we went over there, we did the funeral, did the reception. And at the reception, I saw the pictures of him as like a young, young man. And he looked pretty much exactly the same as the guy I saw in my room that night. I still didn't say anything. because I was like, oh my God, this is so weird. When we got home, my parents, my mom especially was, has always been very religious. She was raised Catholic um around the time she was like the run the time my my dad's and her divorce finalized she started going to like a protestant church and so she was a lot more into the whole like not that she's ever been like i can feel the holy spirit but she was a lot more like less ritualistic more feeling mm-hmm. you know kind of stuff and so um 
she was really like, she was kind of walking through my room and was like, man, I feel like there's some weird energy in here. You know, I want to get a priest to like bless it. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm 10. Like, I don't really give a shit. Like, whatever. wait, wait, they're blessing your room or they wanted to bless my room. Cause she, she, she thought there was not, not something like demonic in there, but something like off and really like, That's not, what, yeah, yeah. not vibey, um, for, <laughs> for lack of a better word. But, um, she was, she settles just for getting holy water and my stepdad, uh, well, my he was going to become my stepdad at the time. Um, he was uh, he was really into all the, like the religious stuff. He was more of a um, he read books on it and everything. And he was like, "Yeah, holy water, like for sure, that's the way to go. That's where we can start." So she wanted to do the whole house. We got this like we went down to the local Catholic church in Visalia. Shout out St. Mary's, mm-hmm. um, and we got some holy water. We went back to the house. Wait. Wait, sorry. I, I want to. What's the process of getting holy water like? <laughs> so you go up. I and again remember I was kind of young. So we went. I, you can just ask for it. Like you can you just, just ask. You can just like walk in. There's like priests there. It was like on a weekday. Oh, okay, okay. They're like, hey, can we get some like holy water? And they're like, yeah, for sure. So they. <laughs> Is it free? Like, it's free, right? Yeah, like I, I don't think good. I don't think we paid for it. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, be right. Sorry for that small side. <laughs> yeah, no worries. We got it was like a little bottle. Like I got it's an audio medium, so I got. It was about the size of like a like a hand sanitizer bottle. Like it wasn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't yeah, that like big a hand thing. Yeah. So um we got it and it came like it like squirted out and stuff. And so like we could like actually bless something if you needed to, or like draw a cross or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we back home. We were just kind of, we started at that outside door, just kind of to the front and just kind of went through the living room, blessing just like kind of everything that was around any like object. We just did a little drop or a little few drops on it or something like that. Uh, we ran around doing all the doors and the way we went around at my house at the time, when you go to the left, there were a few rooms. And then when you go to the right, there was, there was like the kitchen and the dining room. And then my room was just like an offshoot there. Mm-hmm. So my door was like, not open, but it was like a jar. And um, we got to the point, we hadn't made our way through the kitchen and dining room yet, but we did all the other rooms. And we started to put the holy water on it. My, my mom and then, then stepdad started like saying a prayer and it just like shut. It's like slammed shut. Wait, what, what's the door? Or slammed shut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so obviously we were all, you know, a little scared at that point. Not like, I guess not scared, but just kind of like trepidatious. So we tried opening it and it wasn't locked because I had just gone in there to, I don't know, get something. Or get, I, was, I think I had a cross in there I was getting and I was going to use that. So I opened, I tried to open it and it wouldn't budge. And then my stepdad tried to open it and it wouldn't budge. My mom tried to open it, it wouldn't budge. So we all tried to like push on it together, you know, handles down, making sure everything was like in place. We tried to look through the window to see if there was anything in there, nothing. So we tried to use brute force. You know, my stepdad is like, he pulled the handle down and just started shoving a shoulder into it. And the, I think it was like the third, second or third time he did it, it just flew open and he kind of like stumbled into it and everything. And we went in there and it was just like cold as a meat locker. Um, and so we took the, we took the, we immediately like prayers, like holy water. <laughs> like that and we just like all over the room everywhere on my bed on any personal item i have we you know we we threw the cross everywhere and um it was i just felt this like evil terrible presence in there and then once we did everything like that we i, I went and um we, we left the room and then we went and i didn't sleep there for for a few days just because i was like i'm not there's no way you know you yeah yeah 
there, he had this after his funeral a few days later he had this thing at um this nursing home he had which i won't name because you know yeah. it's yeah, yeah. This and they have people there um there was this nursing home and we went there and they had a little we had because he had he made friends there in his like year or so he was there as so we had this little ceremony thing for him and this quite clock that we donated that was his and when we went back i went in my room and i was i just realized i was like oh i'm in my room like i was just kind of like then i got on edge and there was like nothing to be on edge about i didn't feel anything in there i didn't you know it was all just good and then even to this day my mom says that after that little ceremony he had for or that we had for him at um that nursing home it was just like no everything was gone like every he was fine everything was good oh shit and you yeah, released his so, soul <laughs> yeah right so but since then like i've just i've not like been in tune with with you know the supernatural or whatever but it's always been something that's really interested me um, either like academically and learning more about religion itself or just trying to be more in touch with like you know my spirit or whatever Damn. It is. Yeah. We, had, we had a similar story that i just listened to where there was a ghost in the room and then holy water worked right and yeah. i'm like all right i'm gonna have to get myself <laughs> a vial of that just in case a ghost shows up in my room I think also what's more about the symbolism for me, like I'm not, I'm not very, like I'm not religious. I'm not, yeah, yeah. Like I think the symbolism of, you know, saying I expel you or like putting this thing that is supposed to, or, or you're putting your, you know, your energy into getting rid of these like evil things, you know, you're like kind of expelling it and exercising that spirit from your life. And you've never seen the ghost again. You haven't seen your, no, not, not of him. No. Um, no, it's, it's, I think it's been, it's really, I, I've never seen like a, another full body, like apparition like, like that. that one. Most, most of them have been like, if I've seen anything, it's been like a wisp or like a light that catches it, like catches something like odd. So it's been easy to write off, but in my head, I know. <laughs> yeah, that full body apparition, that's insane. And astrologically too if anyone's out there is interested in this feel free to cut this but my eighth house which is a house of like spirits and like ghosts and like death and stuff is in capricorn so that's supposed to show that like what you really feel is like deep in your body as opposed to or like you you see it through like experiences and stuff which makes mm. sense I see. as opposed to like being alone and being like with books and then you see a ghost or you feel a ghost <laughs> oh well, thanks for sharing that, John. Yeah, I hope people thank get, you, get a little spooked. Happy Halloween. Dude, I was, uh, yeah, I was, uh, honestly, I love that shit. I love hearing that shit. <laughs> Hi, I'm Naomi Marie, artist, whatever. I grew up in Fresno. I'm also a daughter, youth minister, who used to be the minister of uh, St. John's Cathedral for 30 years. Oh, really? 30 years? Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. So, yeah. And this so is he's where he's seen some things. He's seen some things. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. what is the what is the nun that you were going to talk about? Okay. So, if you say John's is the cathedral in Fresno, California, it's mm. also the Gothic Romanesque uh, architecture to be specific. It's the cathedral in downtown Fresno. It's also one of the oldest areas in Fresno and it's one of the oldest churches. It's originally was the first mass was in the old city hall. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So it's been with Fresno forever. The original cathedral that we have now is the one that was built in 1903. It was rebuilt using the same bricks from the 1800s one. It was, it's the Romanesque Cathedral. It's really uh, one of the oldest uh, churches in Fresno. And it's also the school and the rectory are also from the 1900s. I will probably say it's very unusual in Fresno because it's one of the uh, brick buildings. And there's also the steeples are seen from the freeways. Oh, okay. Where I, I will categorize it. Um, the one sighting and one place that is very known for is the school because a lot of used to be a lot of weddings will be held there. Um, the old school was from 1900 and then it closed in the 1970s, I believe. Um, that is also where a lot of the, like Gary Soto, the author of Fresno, went there. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very old. And I would say like it has a lot of rich history because a lot of people would purposefully send their kids to the cathedral school. So that's probably how I would say it. Um, St. John's is really beautiful, but it does also have like its own history and its own, I would say, vibe to it. (laughs) Ghostly vibes. Yeah. So my experience with St. John's is I grew up there. My dad used to be the youth minister for a very long time. So to me, it was just another place I would hang out with that's away from home where I do homework and et cetera. Mm. But um, personally, I haven't had any experience, but that is because I purposely do not look around going mm. around. This St. John's is haunted. It is haunted by a nun, which is a lot of jokes and snickers, but it is kind of scary sometimes because you would walk around and then there'll be lights on or you drive around and a lot of time they used to have the doors open and you will be, you have to call the priest and the priest will say, well, you know, uh, I didn't, I closed those doors. I locked those doors. So St. John's has like its own history sometimes to it because it has that. Um, I don't look around. I never look used to look around when I used to go to St. John's or mm-hmm. the school. That was not my thing. I did. Uh, if someone was like, hey, what's that dark thing? I'll be like, no, what dark thing? No, nothing. <laughs> and I'll just keep on walking. So like, you're just willfully ignorant of like, I do not want to seek it out. Yeah, it's because she has a tendency to be in the corner sometimes in the stairwell. If you don't know, St. John's is haunted by a nun. She died originally from the Spanish influenza. Her famous last words were saying, uh, I, I don't want to die. And the joke is that she never did, technically, because she's still there. Close. Yes. And one of the original buildings that used to be the nun rectory is down the, like, down the street, kind of, from St. John's. And she used to live there and she's died there. But all her hauntings are at the school. She still opens the doors. She still turns on the lights. She has a tendency to talk to kids from catechism. Uh, her thing is that a lot of people will be talking, you'll see in the kids, the little kids from catechism will, um, they'll be like going and they'll be talking to someone and someone will say, who were you talking to? And they'll be like, oh, I was talking to the nun. She just wanted to ask how class was. That was kind of the thing that people knew and she had his, she really likes having the youth, like the school still being used. So a lot of times at retreats, we would, people will see her. And that was like the thing was that, oh, she'll be in the back of the room 
watching us sing or should we be the back of the hall watching us make us doing skits like that was the thing this that she was kind of known for doing a lot of times people wouldn't believe the kids when they would say like teenagers if a teenager says hey I was I saw the nun they'll be like yeah right yeah right and then they notice that the kid was quiet the entire weekend that's <laughs> kind of like oh that's that's the little tell you know mm-hmm. uh I, I just think the she does turn on lights. She does walk down the hallways sometimes. Uh, she was known. My dad would be sleeping in the first room. It's called room one. It's in the hall in the first floor. Mm. Uh, he said that he was sleeping, and then he heard someone in his room, and he was like, "Who's that?" Like this is she was walking with high heels, like the old school heels. And he was like, what is that? And he was like, yeah, right. That's not, someone is not in here. And then you could hear him walking from one end of the classroom to the other. And then she opened the door and walked down the hall. And, and that's kind of the, she will walk around at night or she'll do those type of things. And it's really scary. Uh, (laughs) She would turn on the lights. If, if I did probably have an experience was one that I probably blocked out on purpose was, I remember I had to open up the hallway halls, the hall of the school, and I had to like open up everything. And I remember I had to run to the opposite side of the state of the school, like cafeteria type of way. And I had to like turn on the lights. I remember turning on the lights and then I had to go in the kitchen and turn off the lights and everything I was turning on and I'll like run and I'll turn them on and I won't look around. And I remember like on the last hall, like the last little room of the kitchen, the lights were on. And they turned on and I was like, oh, thanks. And I like ran back and I was like, okay, thank you. Good to know. And like, she's also known to like open doors for students. If a student was kind of locked in a room, they'll be like, hey, sister, open the door. And she'll open up the door. Really? Yeah. Like people have said that they like, this has happened. Yeah. Like she'll, she has that tendency to like open doors, lock doors, turn on lights. The one story my dad, oh, like the brother Roy story is that he was first started at St. John's 30 years ago and he was walking to the hospital to give, to help a priest with last rites. And when he was walking down, he saw all the lights being turned on in the hall and he could hear the door open and the priest yells out, Hey sister, we don't have class today. And then all of a sudden all the lights turning off. And then brother Roy goes, what do you mean? I thought, Oh, we have a new nun. And the priest goes, no, that's the nun. She doesn't know she's dead, but she turns on the lights and and then the the, store, the lights start turning off and then you could just just like see the lights turning off and the doors closing. And then to her, you could tell her things and she'll be like, OK, turn on the lights and stuff. And she's been seen by a lot of people that will be walking around the like the school, old school. And she to her, she still doesn't know she's dead. So she'll help out a lot of times. No, that's Wait, the, does, has anyone described what she looks like? Oh yeah, she's wearing an old nun uniform from the nineteen hundred early nineteen hundreds. The whole um, the wardrobe, and she will usually seen like in the corner. I mm. think that was the story. Like she's usually dressed in her nun outfit and then mm. walking around. Well, it seems like she's just pretty helpful. <laughs> yeah she like a, she seems like a chill yeah it seems like a chill ghost instead of uh yeah. not really Scary. there to uh scare you but more there to 
she just didn't want to die <laughs> she had more things yeah. to, like turn off all the yeah. lights and yeah. close the doors yeah she doesn't she i don't know she doesn't really seem the point of going moving on i guess so she stayed yeah. there the also famous story is that when that when they opened up her coffin she wasn't she didn't decay she looked like she died the uh the day before wait what so, like they opened uh, up her coffin yeah, well, there's a story that they said that they were having a little bit too many sightings and, and stories of the nuns. So they had to, the diocese opened up her grave. But then there was another story that came out saying, oh, there was a tree that fell on her coffin and they had to repair it to make sure. So you could l- interpret the story either way. The main th- point is, is that her body did not decay. Oh, and- like the diocese is like, guys, there's too many ghost sightings. We need to check her body out. Yeah. Well, that makes sense because there is an exorcist in the valley. So I if not. I mean, I'm a Catholic, too. I'm like, yeah, maybe I need to visit this church and maybe I could. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm not trying to seek her out, but I do want to oh. uh, experience it, I guess. Like, you don't have to like go in it. You could just drive by. The, drive by? The, yeah. Drive by St. John's. You could see if you see a light turning on. Oh, yeah. You could see a light turning on or you could see like sometimes the doorways to the classrooms. You could see into like the hallway of the school. So Mm. crazy. Well, maybe (laughs) people people listening to this. I'm like, "Mm, you know what? Maybe I'll go drive by and see if I could drive sighting. (laughs) And also there is a priest on the thing. So if you see a priest, that's normal. (laughs) Yeah, that's not a ghost. This is a regular priest. I know, and then the security guard is normal too. So. <laughs> I mean, has anyone tried to like I don't know exercise exercise it? Because like uh, I've heard, well, I've heard multiple stories. Uh, well, previously that like they had a ghost in a place, and then they just kind of like doused it with like holy water, like, and then it kind of released the spirit. Like, has yeah. no one tried to do that to this nun? Maybe, but she if there's seems- so many different sightings or maybe they just like keep her at peace yeah i mean she's not really harming anyone i guess not yeah but she's helpful she keeps (laughs) our eco planet she's eco-friendly we respect that Mm, damn well that's that's interesting yeah well well, is there anything else that you want to tell about about the nun Uh, i don't know do you have any questions uh no i'm just like just I guess stunned. I'm just like, I kind of want to go there now and like. <laughs> oh, well, if you go by yourself, a lot of times people will walk, like, will go by themselves and be like, I'm going to walk down the hallway. And I'm like, go ahead, have fun. But <laughs> if you're, because a lot of times she was seen during retreats okay. and events because she really enjoys the people there yeah. and the company type of way. So a lot of times people will see her and see her in the back of the the a lot of times she will be seen was on the choir loft okay. above the hall like the cafeteria area she was be seen a lot during above the the hall mm. like the choir loft and it, it was interesting funny because the story growing up i heard was that she these two young girls fresno st john's girls were his, his, like at the retreat and stuff and then they look up and they see the nun at the choir loft. And then she goes and she winks at him. 
And then these two girls are screaming hysteria, like screaming. And then they say, what's wrong? And then they say, she winked at us. And it's because the nun was enjoying the experience uh, or enjoying it, the retreat. It's, it's insane that like there's so many people that have seen there. Like, it just seems like there's a lot of stories about it. Or I just, I guess, like, is there a story where it's just like the most, like, I guess he's never, she's never gotten violent or anything. Just like, no. But people just kind of like see her and then, like, hey, what's up? <laughs> oh, we're probably like, I, my friend has seen her and we didn't know till years later that it was like, her. Yeah. That, no, because like I was talking to my friend and we were all having pizza and then she, her sister goes, Hey, did Mari Soul ever tell you the story? And I was like, "What story? Which one? What are you talking about?" And she goes, "She saw her." And I was like, "What do you mean she saw her?" She goes, "She saw the nun one time." And the Mari Soul says that we were at a skit and we were doing the skits and stuff. And she was on the stage and she looked down and she saw the nun in the entryway of the doors. Mm-hmm. And she said that she was saw her and she just was standing there smiling at the skits. And she just, just looked, you know, when you don't realize like the comprehension, mm-hmm. you don't comprehend. And I was like, yeah. what do you mean? And she was like, I did. And that freaked me out because I was right there near the doorway. Yeah. And when she said that, I was like, oh, you should have told me that. I was <laughs> like, oh, I, I was very happy in my little bubble of ignorance right there there but i i, I guess yeah. you could tell and other kids Wait, have seen her like what what did they, what did they say oh no you could go oh no i was gonna say like oh well there's like you there, could tell oh sorry it's like lagging but no i was just gonna say like there's other no. nuns in the there's other nuns in the church already right so you could t- pretty much tell if it's the nun because it's it looks they she looks different well, Sally, there's no more nuns anymore. Oh, they, see, so. there's no more nuns. Okay. Yeah. So there's no yeah. nuns. So if you see a nun, that's her. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if there's I no go nuns. and I see a nun there, oh, that's her because there's no nuns here. But don't poke her because she might be a real one visiting. You oh, okay. Know. Okay. I know, but still. So I'm I know. Like, I don't know. I'm just like maybe like trying to like debunk it or it's like maybe it was a, a regular nun yeah like, no well as joke it's the saint john's kid so as a joke yeah. we'll go and be like if there's a sister visiting we'll be like hey oh, do you want to do you want to do a funny fun thing a funny and prank. Like, what yeah and they're like walk down the hall just walk down it yeah and just then, be there and then you'll scare everybody i know uh, okay damn i know because there are those questions like what do you mean what it, the, the lights turn on by themselves how do you know and i'm like after a while if lights start turning on flush the light or toilets start flushing on their own you kind of get over it and you're like i'm time it's time to go type of way yeah. so i know <laughs> all those questions have been questioned more, <laughs> yeah I think. we're like we're very confident it's a ghost yeah that's the the nuns goes well I know. i'm glad there's like a like a resident ghost here in fresno i, mean, I feel yeah. like it's mostly ghost stories around here i know uh, which is good thing i haven't seen one in a while I but i know yeah. i've seen one in a while you know well I've- i haven't been seeking them out but although i i live in a pretty i don't know it's a very Clovis. Old. It's a very close. It's a very oh. new way, a new area. Oh. So it's like I'm good. Oh, there's no ghosts oh. here. I know yeah. you have to check. You have to make sure. 
Yeah, well, they, I, I've lived here so I long. I live so. in an older house. Oh, okay, see, you, you, you're in danger. <laughs> there's, a, there's a higher chance there's around. a ghost. <laughs> I know. And when when they mention how old their house is, you're just like, okay, good to know. And then you just like, I'm gonna holy water this away. True. Like I've heard uh, the the people that I've talked to previously was like, yeah, I just went to the church. They gave me holy water and I used it and it worked. And I was like, I need to I know. just in case. No, you. The trick is to put it in your Febreze bottle. So you always get <laughs> blessed. <laughs> no, that's a good idea. That's I know. Idea. That's what I would do. <laughs> I know. Because like, I remember growing up, my dad's office used to be in the old school. So growing up, that's where he would have, like, it's one of the, it used to be a utility closet, but then they made it into an office because my dad used to have his classes there. That's where he would go and be like, he could just have the door open and look at, see his class. So I grew up kind of always there and I would kind of like run down the hall and like get into trouble and prank all his students and stuff like that. Now I think about it. I'm like, why did my parents let me do that? Why? (laughs) Why did they leave me alone? Long like that but it's whatever yeah, we're just uh teaching a lesson i guess i know but if you do go by the school and you see lights on a lot of times it is just like <laughs> down the street where you go into the hospital from you pass i think it's not mariposa but the other street mm. i think yeah it's still an active church right like people still yeah services there Heck yeah i okay, know so maybe i'll go to church there well i guess not right now but <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, I so. think they you could ask. They have it open to, or used to have it open for tour guides. Okay. And stuff. Yeah. I was like, I'm just here for the ghosts. <laughs> I know. You tell them, and if you, what was it? If you be nice, some extra, they'll probably might tell you even more stories. Oh, true. Wow. Yeah. I know. Maybe maybe next year I'll seek out the. Uh, I know. Nun stories way more now that I, I know. know. Now that I know. You're like. I heard she died from the Spanish influenza. Is it true? And then they're like, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, if you have nothing else to share, right. I think we're good. Do you have any other questions? No, that was, that was good. I was like, okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably do my own research and like add to it. But yeah, I think the website that I had was pretty good. It was a, like the website. I think one of them sh- says her name. Her sister name is sister. Arita mm-hmm. from the rectory. Mm. Yeah, I'll probably I'll probably record like a preface to this before yeah. I edit it and play it. I know. But yeah, well, get all spooky. Yeah, well, thank you, thank you, Naomi, for yep. uh, for sharing. Yep. Okay. <laughs>